What's up, man? What's up, young man? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm in a good mood. How you doing? I'm in a good mood, too. I'm, I'm feeling good. It's a nice weekend. We having good weather here in Virginia for it to be November. You know, you're right, man. It's uh, it's a, it's beautiful weather outside. Uh, from what I understand, we might have a little rain at the end of the week, but this is considered like a little warm November. I'm telling you, I I, I don't I ain't worried about a little bit of rain because you know I'm from Detroit, so anything that ain't <laughs> snow, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoiled now. Well, you man. should be happy when we get snow, right? Uh, yeah, actually. I like it when we get snow because I get to drive out there and no one's there because the state shuts down. So, well, yeah. And well, y'all's definition of snow here is, is completely different. An inch or two and it's a state of emergency. So, you know, we have to get the two feet before we worry. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are a bunch of wussies in Virginia when it comes to snow. <laughs> we don't know how to drive in the snow. We overreact. Yeah. The state overreact. We shut everything down. Yeah. But because I work for the government, I love it when they shut the base down. I'm saying, hey, it's a free snow day. I love that. It's a free snow. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I think the last one on Langley, um, when they shut it down, nothing really happened. As a matter of fact, during the uh the hurricane was supposed to come through, mm-hmm. they gave us the day off. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I mean, that's the best because like, you, like get, a, you get a free day and you don't have to deal with, you know, an actual disaster happening. So I, I count that as a plus. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds. Okay. What you doing for Veterans Day? Uh Oh, actually, uh, we'll be going to see uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to that. Hey, um... How you think they're going to handle the passing of Chadwick Boseman? I think it's going to be handled well. I feel like from the the pieces that I've seen in the trailer that it's going to be kind of a ceremonial kind of passing, like a funeral or something mm-hmm. to praise him. So I'm looking forward. I think they're going to handle it well. Okay. I was trying to uh, uh, waste time until uh, Christopher jump, jump in. I had a feeling. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a he's lurking around the corner somewhere. <laughs> he said he was gonna join us, so I'm, I'm gonna send him another invitation. Okay. Yeah, he said he was gonna jump in the conversation. I'm, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm your host, James. And I have my uh, co-host. Go ahead, introduce yourself, young man. Jarrell. Jarrell. And Jarrell is the host of what podcast? Rail Talk. R-E-L-L Talk. Yep, with me and Soren. Soren, okay. Yeah. So, um, Jarrell, today I wanted to um, go over three topics. Well, not actually, just two topics. Okay. But for... For the first topic, we're going to go over two different people, and we're going <laughs> to... I, so, I, I remember I texted you. I told you I wanted to do this about... Oh, is this our buddy Christopher? What up, here? man? Gentlemen. <laughs> Glad to have you back. 
It actually worked this time. I don't know what happened last time. You know what? That was probably my fault because we had three people. Maybe this app can't handle over two people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I need well, to look into that. How many people can we be in? A, it should make a difference. Should make right? a difference, but you know, at least you had the expert. I'll I'll battle, you know, out for the expert. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So hey guys, um yeah. uh Christopher. I want to introduce everybody to my friend Christopher. How you doing, Chris? Fantastic so far. How about you, gentlemen? How, how's your week? Oh, it was uh it was a good week. I made it through. Stay blessed. It's a good week. Okay, we're gonna do anti-Semitism today. Okay. That's yes, that's our topic. And All right. And when I when I text Darrell about it, and I said, "Man, I really forgot what anti-Semitism, the meaning of it." He said, "Well, didn't you learn it in high school?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> probably forgot it." It has been a while since we've been in high school. I'm just saying. right. So give, my so, bad, guys. My bad. I'm gonna, uh, and I know I'm not the only one that probably don't know what it means or is, but I'm going to play this to refresh the audience what anti-Semitism is. Give me a second, gentlemen. Yep. Listen Jews to this. The suspect in today's mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh had an extensive anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish digital footprint. Are on the last day of Passover, bloodshed in the middle of Shabbat services. We believe that the suspects held views that reflected hatred of the Jewish people. Violent attacks against Jews are on the rise. In the U.S., anti-Semitic incidents are at the highest levels in 40 years and have more than doubled in the past 10. These attacks all have a common root, anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism means prejudice against or hatred of Jews and it can take many forms. The Holocaust, during which Nazis and their collaborators murdered six million Jews, is the worst example of anti-Semitism in history. But it also exists in daily life. A popular meme depicts a man, meant to be Jewish, with exaggerated, grotesque features. A social media influencer makes a joke about the Holocaust, or does a Nazi salute in a video shared with millions of followers? Hateful hashtags trend on Instagram. School buildings are defaced with swastikas. Someone argues that Israel doesn't have the right to exist. These are all expressions of anti-Semitism that can become dangerous if left unchallenged. Sometimes, anti-Semitism doesn't sound like hatred. It might even sound complimentary. For example, Believing that all Jews are good with money can open the door to more overtly anti-Semitic beliefs, such as all Jews are greedy. When repeated over and over and not questioned, stereotypes can be accepted as truth, and that can eventually lead to biases and hatred of an entire group. The Holocaust began with words, not killing. And while there's no direct connection between sharing a meme and violent attacks, when left unchecked, anti-Semitism creeps into all aspects of society and starts chipping away at democratic values. The more you hear or see anti-Semitism in your social media feed or casual conversations, the more accustomed or numb 
you become to hateful and dangerous beliefs and behavior, which is why it's important to never ignore it, overlook it, or accept it. Hi, gentlemen, that was coming from the Anti-Defamation League. Um, what's up? Uh, Darrell, what, what you got? That was quite informative. I learned myself. I knew the definition on a broader terms, but I didn't know it could pop up in that many forms. So that was um, good to learn, even in uh, very subtle ways and even complimentary ways, because we've all heard about Jews being good with money or running Hollywood and whatnot. And I didn't think those phrases could be as daunting or hurtful, but I guess words we already know have impact, but I didn't know to such an extent that the snowball effect could roll into something greater. You're right, but I I played this, I I looked over a bunch of them, but I played mm. this because at the end of this, they said something about money, which yes. will lead me into my next one that Kanye tweeted about uh, Diddy. But Christopher, before I play my next one, what you got to say? I mean, I agree with what was said. I didn't, I was, I knew in my mind, I knew what anti Semitism meant or means, but the, idea that's a backhanded compliment you know is is new i will admit that but we've heard these type of things before Mm -hmm. and never necessarily it for me it's always been in the context of who it's coming from Mm. when you hear the thing you know jews are good with money same thing in my mind in terms of you know well black people are good athletes you know sometimes it's a compliment you know depending on the group that you're in, which is rare. And a lot of times it's not meant as a compliment. It is meant as a way to keep us down, that we're good at, we're good athletically, but that's about it, you know? So I, I understand the definition. I'll put it that way. Uh, painting people into a corner. I like that. I get what you're saying. Yep. So the, the people that the use terms like this mm-hmm. and... Um, I want to say many conservatives use terms like this, but I'm pretty sure liberals use it too. There's oh, some yeah. undercover races as liberals too, so oh, yeah. I'm not going to leave them them out of this conversation. Um, this is racist motherfuckers in every party. I'm pretty sure it's racist fucking um, uh, independent. So, All yeah, over. yeah. We ain't gonna leave yeah. you motherfuckers out of this. But um, <laughs> nobody gets a pass. Nobody no. gets a pass. No. So no. um the gist I'm going to next, we're gonna go over is hate speech, free speech. Now I don't hurt me personally, I don't think people should be um banned from social media platforms when they say shit like this they're idiots but I believe they still have a right to say what's on their mind like I'm not gonna go high five a Klansman but if he wants to say on fucking um, Twitter or or 
or, or Facebook that, hey, the Aryan Nation gonna rise and kill all you niggas. Okay, you got a right to do it, but you come to my house, I got a Glock for you. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, at that point, he just exposed himself as a, a bigot and an idiot. Right. Yes. So, do you exactly. just believe hate speech should be free speech? Christmas. Um, I would say that is a difficult question. And it's well, it's difficult to answer because hate speech, I believe there is a place for free speech. It is difficult to say you're walking around in a third grade class and you're just spewing hate towards any class of people, race of people, you know, to that point. So that's that's the reason for my statement. You know, there is hate speech is it is freedom of speech when it comes to social media. I I don't say that you should be kicked off social media for it because that is the reason for social media to express yourself. When you and, but again, when you're in a classroom or workplace or something to that nature, I don't believe that hate speech should be condoned nor allowed. Oh, I agree with you. I think uh, in the workplace, there are certain things that should be off limits. Politics, you should never discuss politics in the workplace because that causes people to get angry. Religion, mm-hmm. once somebody mm-hmm. find out what your religious are, religion is, like if you are Jewish and you have some asshole on the other side say, oh, you fucking Jew, you know, and or if you're a Muslim, some people might be offended by your belief, your religious beliefs, and they don't want to work with you. It can cause a hostile work environment. So there are two subjects that I truly believe shouldn't be discussed in the work- workplace. And sometimes it might be sports. I mean, we talk about sports in our workplace of course, yes. all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. But uh, sometimes even sports can be uh, a divisive thing. Uh, Mark, um, Real, what you got to say, bro? See, I'm with both of y'all in the sense that I don't condone hate speech, but it's a thin line when you get to the point of controlling what people can and can't say because that starts to take away the ideals of the freedom of the country. As much as I'd like people to not talk in such a negative and hateful manner about others, once we start limiting them, we become something else entirely. And we start operating like uh, communist nations. Yeah, true. Uh, now we're gonna go into these the the two most dis- talked about people in social media: Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. We're gonna mm-hmm. go over Kyrie first, and um, you know Kyrie got suspended for five games. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, all he had to say is, I'm not anti-Semitic. Yeah. If he would have just said, I'm not anti-Semitic, this might have blew over. But he didn't because Kyrie is proud and Kyrie yep. believes the earth is flat. And, yep. and uh, so I'm going to play this right quick. I kind of don't agree with the sister in here. Kind of, well, you'll see. Oh. West Twitter and Instagram accounts have been restricted after the superstar rapper posted comments that some described as anti-Semitic. Twitter told CBS News that the rapper was locked out 
of his account due to a violation of Twitter's policies. Twitter did not specify what specific policies had been broken, but the account restriction came after West posted a tweet in which he threatened to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people on Saturday. In the tweet, which has been subsequently removed, West also said, the funny thing is I can't actually be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jewish also. On Instagram, Wes shared a since-deleted post that included a screenshot of a text conversation with rapper Sean Diddy Combs, in which Wes suggested Combs was being controlled by Jews. Wes wrote, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. Yeah, so the, the specific tweet was, um, you guys have, uh, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone, uh, whoever opposes your agenda. And, and so, so Kanye West is kind of back in the news, or back in, he's always in the news, obviously, back in political news because he did um, a big interview with Tucker Carlson um, of all people. And, uh, and, and then there was like the House, I don't know if we have that tweet, the House Judiciary, the GOP House Judiciary Twitter account tweeted like uh, Elon, Kanye, Trump, like those are our people sort of. So Kanye being kind of claimed as a conservative um, uh, celebrity right now, and in part because of, and then what he said about abortion, which I think we have, let's play that. The lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that, and that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Well, so you wear it on a badge. What what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. All right, so to return to the, I guess, the actual hook of this, the suspension from Twitter, I guess that tweet violates a policy. Um, I mean, it's, I, I agree that it is vague, at least maybe more than vaguely anti Semitic. It speaks to some anti Semitic tropes. I don't know that it is more malicious or hateful than tons of other stuff you can encounter on the platform all the time. I want us to stop being in a world where we acknowledge that something is hate speech or something is hateful. The community has expressed that it is hateful, and then we, you know, we try and 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 water it down, or you know, compare it to other hateful things, or how this hateful thing was happening versus this is hateful. This is the thing. It's not people are calling it anti-Semitic. Specifically, Jewish people themselves are calling it anti-Semitic because it is. All right. Do you know who's the premier authority on anti-Semitism? The Jewish people. I'm gonna let that as a as a community, and also it's a pretty vile, very clearly that filled with. It's not only anti-Semitic, but it's absolutely stupid. Um, and in response to Kanye saying, you know, he doesn't care about what people have to say about it, he can't. I'm gonna stop right there. Um, okay. Here's the reason I'm gonna stop right there. She, um, when he was trying to say that, uh, basically he was saying, well, I've seen more hateful shit on Twitter than what Kanye said. And she's like, oh, really? Okay, whatever. But, um, you know, I'm like, Kanye was right. I mean, well, I didn't say Kanye was right. The, the interview was right. I've seen more hateful stuff on the internet than that. So, what you, uh, we lost Christopher. What do oh. you feel about that, Ray? Real? Um, oh, God. I'm pretty sure there's been more hateful stuff than we've all seen on social media. Right. And 
I also think I, I don't even know I've been going back and forth with Kanye because at times I'm thinking is he just one of those people that's trying to get a rise out of people or is he someone that's really off his meds I think he's off his meds and because for me I think Kanye is someone that legitimately needs help yeah and yeah. I but on the other end I think Kyrie Irving is someone that thinks of himself as a savior and he has a mentality that he's not only the smartest person like he's smarter than everyone else but also everyone should follow his example and lead and I believe that's a ton of arrogance coming from him I think it's sad that the Republican Party is using Kanye Kanye is definitely the same way that they use Herschel Walker Kanye is definitely ill no, something, something's legit wrong with him. And Trevor Noah uh, had a segment where he uh, he talked about him and said, you know, it's sad and he really hopes he gets help. And I feel the same way. And we're watching him spiral down the same way we did years ago with Charlie Sheen. And we all poked fun and laughed and watched this man unfold and same things happening with Kanye and no one will intervene until it's too late to either harm someone or himself and then we'll go where did this come from right right Kanye is not what you got Candace Owens Tucker Carlson and all those um anti-Semitic people that was on that bridge with that sign that says Kanye is white. All these people are using Kanye. They don't care about him. They don't They're just care using him to springboard their hatred. Yeah. Exactly. That's all. Oh, Christopher, you're back. What do you, what do you think about that um that segment? Um, I lost some of it, but it. I, I agree. You know, I came in the last say 15 20 seconds of your guys conversation that part of the conversation i agree that he needs help you know when he's reaching out or lashing out at people that have been his supporter and his associates you know for instance i you know from my analysis we'll call it of social media apparently he recently reached out to diddy and had a lot of bad things to say about him when you know, I follow Diddy on social media and maybe at the beginning of this recent situation with Kanye, he he was supporting Kanye and, you know, saying that Kanye needs to have his his uh, ownership of his of his shoes, of his brand, which I think he actually does. And he said, Kanye is actually a genius. We need to support him. So this is a man that stood for you, stood with you when he didn't necessarily need to. And now because he said, I don't agree with you, then he is a puppet. He's a puppet for the Jewish. Uh So Kanye, you're trying to tell me that you're rich. If, If you follow his logic, he's rich, but he's rich because he's Kanye and the Jews, to use his terms, haven't, he can't control him, haven't had to support him. And, you know, if you're using his logic, but all of the other people of his time period, his genre, his colleagues who have made it to a certain financial status, they're all puppets. Mm-hmm. To me, when it's everyone but me, it's all of you and not me. It's you. You're the problem. That's a sign of mental health. 
yeah. in my opinion. Hey, hey guys, that's that part when he said um, black people are Jews. Um, I don't know if he's right, but I've never heard that before. Have y'all heard that before? No. Okay. Just seemed like a weird thing to say. I don't know if he was trying to trace it back to like Africa or Israel, and I guess if you hunt hard enough, yeah, but there's two different cultures going on there. And without any explanation to what you're saying, and you just blurt out something without any support, it, it comes off as pretty nuts. Well, Felix, follow me. Because, real, I don't think you're old enough. <laughs> KRS One had a oh. song called "Why Is That." All right. I, I suggest you go listen to that. See, you remember that, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> it it's it was a rap song at the time. I'm pretty sure a lot of black people didn't pay attention to it. But if you go back and listen to it, he explains the journey of black people in the Bible, and he does make a link to black people being at least part Jewish. Oh. Yes, and again, we'll call it through my social media, social media analysis. There are a couple of um, friends of mine that I consider intellectuals, and they have mentioned to me and to other people that are in their social media group that there are tribes or at least one tribe that still exists of black tribes or African tribe that actually originated as a Jewish tribe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Kanye might be right about it. I still think he's a little crazy. I didn't um, say he was wrong. I just wanted some support. I agree with you. (laughs) You can't make a statement like that. You can't. And don't don't produce no evidence. Right. But this goes to, you know, I'm, in my opinion, he does have a, an air of superiority. Yes. I'm, I'm smarter than you guys. I know more than. We lost Chris. Oh, man. Dang, he's ah. saying something good. Man, spin. <sighs> Come back, Chris. Come back. Come back. Because he's right. I think it's his, his arrogance and he's trying to. Can you oh, not hear me? People. Oh, well, we oh, can hear you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I was just, you know, I feel that, you know, it is a, just a twinge of arrogance. Maybe not a twinge, but there is <laughs> some, there's some arrogance in what he's saying when it's everyone but me. It's all of you guys but me. And, you know, and continue when you make statements like that, but you choose not to, you know, provide the information, you know, you're going to find that I'm going to repeat this, this uh, opinion. When we talk about the next person that you want to talk about, but um, I I feel that that's just a place that he's coming from. Okay, that's gonna segue in, into this guy. All, All right. right, you may have been seeing a lot of headlines having to do with one of the best basketball players in the world, Kyrie Irving, that has nothing to do with basketball. We're about to get into that now, uh, and I want you to look at this first. The Anti-Defamation League found that the number of anti-Semitic incidents hit a record high in 2021, a 34% increase from the previous year. And yes, now one of the biggest names in sports facing backlash for spreading anti-Semitism, NBA star Kyrie Irving off the Brook- of the Brooklyn Nets shared a link last week on social media to a 2018 film that's been described as anti-Semitic. 
leading to a heated exchange with ESPN's Nick Friedel during Saturday's post-game press conference. And joining us is ESPN reporter Nick Friedel himself and ABC News contributor and Los Angeles Times columnist LZ Granderson. Thank you both for being with us. All right, LZ, let's start with you here. For people who aren't familiar, don't want to tell them to go out and find this film and, and watch it or anything else, talk about exactly what he did. He tweeted a link. He didn't say anything, but he tweeted a link to this film that shows and says what? That is basically anti-Semitic. Like you, you know, Nick and I were talking you know, offline. Like, we're so sick of talking about Kyrie from last season, right? Dealing with the vaccinations and his logic. And again, here we are again, him trying to apply Kyrie logic to something that is pretty straightforward. It is an anti-Semitic film. There is no nuance, in my opinion. Um, I don't understand why he felt the need to tweet it out. Um, I think it is. I think he is showing some awareness that he knew it would be sort of controversial because he didn't say anything, right? He didn't say great film. He didn't. He just put it out there and expected his followers to take a look and perhaps pick up what he was putting down. But Kyrie is, in my opinion, Nick, getting to the point in which the Nets, as well as the NBA, are going to have to start thinking about some serious discipline because he's using his platform not just to push conversations that are obscure, like the earth is flat, which he did not too long ago, but conversations that are dangerous. Mm. And as you saw with the graphic, um, we cannot afford that. Yeah, and, and Nick, after the next game on Saturday, you pressed Kyrie about his tweet, also about uh, an Alex Jones clip he had previously put out there. So let's take a look at the exchange. To follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book, you please stop calling it a promotion. What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see me in front of you? Out there, the people are gonna say that you are yeah, promoting. Put it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I. Okay. I, it's not. You put something. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff great, is great, not. Let's move on. What did you make of his response, Nick? It was very Kyrie-like. Having been around him now and covered him for a year, he doesn't want to say anything that he doesn't fully believe on and when he gets pushed he wants to make sure that he is in control okay gentlemen um that's him classically not being accountable for what he did and i think people that get combative for something that they've done without taking responsibility either know they're wrong or just so filled with so much hubris that they can't see otherwise and actually, the latter is much more frightening because I think this fool thinks he's right. And on top of that... This fool thinks the earth is flat. He does. He's a lunatic. And on top of that, he, he thinks he's smart. He's went to college, and I'm pretty sure he has an education, but I don't think he's intelligent. And uh, the more I see of him, I don't even want to give him any of the credit because... Stephen A. and a bunch of other other analysts have said, you know, the dude can ball, but that doesn't mean I just want him out the league because he's just creating issues all the time. The Nets should be done with him. I know they owe him money. Oh, come on, man. He can't go to the Lakers? Oh, man. I don't want him to go anywhere <laughs> because he just drags controversy wherever he goes. He doesn't want to hoop anymore. He just wants to be an NBA star so he can have a platform and people take attention. People, he just wants to be seen, and that's the biggest platform he can use. Him being a baller, he's barely hooped. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I'm getting tired of him being an idiot and 
not taking any accountability for being a dumbass. Christopher? Chris? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Okay. So, I agree in a lot what was said. This, And, you know, now I will uh, elaborate on what I was saying before. He is another individual that I believe just from my obviously I don't know him, never met him, never talked to him, really don't know anybody that knows him. But um, just my observation, I feel like he, again, has a air of superiority. I'm smarter than you. In In the interview, you know, how dare you challenge me? I'm telling you that what you say about me is really what you do. Mm. So you can't challenge me. You know, you do what you say, but I don't do what you say. I know better than you what you're trying to tell me. So that's what I get from the attitude of that type of response to an interview. Yes. You know so, how I know Kyrie know he messed up? They suspended him five games. That's probably what? Two million dollars a game? Yeah, that's what he's made. Yeah. Yeah. So five. Because they suspended him without pay. Right. right. They suspended him without pay. So he's losing a lot of money. So Kyrie probably just lost about $10 million for being a smart ass. Right. Or for being smarter than everybody else. Or for not just saying anti, I am not anti Semitic. So here's the thing that is that bothers me about um, Kyrie mm-hmm. is he I'm not endorsing it but you pointed to it on your social media platform and I agree with you as you said Jarrell he in my opinion yeah they, everyone says he loves basketball which may be true I assume that he does because he's very good at his craft mm-hmm. but I don't think basketball is important to him anymore no it's not no that's not. That's not. That's exactly how I feel, and he's just using it again to springboard his agenda. I don't know if his afterlife after basketball is politics or that's hooking up with the Republican Party and having a platform where he can spew Alex Jones bullshit. Or <laughs> you know, it's scary because. What frightens me about that scenario is you know it's plenty of people that follow him. Right. That's but what scares me. Him and Kanye yeah, have yeah, yeah, millions of, of followers. Well, If you got people, if they were just idiots in a bubble and we could just tune away and like, hey, whatever, dude, you do you. And we could zero them out. I wouldn't care. But it's so many people that not only follow them, they believe in them and they, after they every word, and we've seen what happens if you ignore somebody with that much influence before, and it becomes very dangerous. And that that does frighten me. And you know, and what troubles me, I would say about him is that he, somewhere in what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. he believes he's about black empowerment, and he yes. may be about black empowerment. I just don't agree with everything that he does but you know again a friend of mine who um i trust his opinion you guys don't know him mm-hmm. uh we we go back a, quite a few years and we speak frequently well somewhat frequently through social media he posted something that you know 
something that doesn't get said about Kyrie, and I'm not going to read the laundry list. There are a lot of people like this in the NBA, but, you know, donated $300,000 to Feeding America. This is just the last 12 calendar months. Mm-hmm. Um, partnered with Nike to donate pallets of food and masks to send to the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe during the pandemic. Oh, or, wow. Or, or since the pandemic, you know. Mm. Committed $1.5 million to help pay WNBA players who opted out of the 2020 season mm. due to the pandemic. So these are things, you know, pay the tuition of some college students that went to an HBCU just because, you know, hey, I'm just going to do that. After, mm. hearing, after hearing their story. You know, and Kyrie, in this case, and, you know, and bear with me a second, in this Come back. Oh, man. Dude, don't do this to us, Chris. You got to come back. It was doing so well. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah, thank you. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know what happened. But um, in he reminds me of, and this is a loose association, but I'm going to try to make the point. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a little bit of someone like Colin Kaepernick in that a statement is made and it is not always reinforced with the proper background information you don't explain yourself properly it is taken out of context it is ran with you are vilified so therefore all of the other things that you do that would be considered something good and uplifting they get overshadowed and again it's a hard it's not a one-to-one association with someone like Colin Kaepernick because he just, I wanted to bring, Colin Kaepernick was about, I want to bring light to the injustice that's happening to my people, so I choose to do this. And it turned into something else. His message, I would say, I agree with. Obviously, I have never seen this movie, this video. Some people that I am friends with said they've seen it. They wouldn't paint the entire video as anti-Semitic, but it does have, you know, points of that in in it and it can definitely be associated with anti-semitism mm. so i just think i don't think he's unintelligent i think he believes he's more intelligent than us so he doesn't have to explain himself from what yeah. i gathered from this video and i haven't seen it either but i had a talk with somebody about it maybe 20 minutes of it is dedicated solely to being anti-Semitic. And from what, what what my friend told me is that he would suggest people watch it for at least the first 40 minutes of it because it's very informative to black people, but the mm. other half is kind of hateful. So I don't know. Do you watch it because of the education? Or do you cut it off when it's being anti-Semitic? I don't know. Or do you watch the whole thing for education? I mean, when you draw the line and how much is left up to interpretation? Yeah. Yeah. Because most of anything, me, you, and Chris could all watch the same movie and perceive it differently and rate it differently. I mean, life is perspective. I don't know where to draw the line. You're right. You're right. All right, gentlemen, we beat that over the head. Before we go, we're going to talk about when 
black millionaires don't stay out of the hood. Yes, stay out of the hood. I got you, James. I got you. All right. Give me a second. Well, we are approaching 44 hours since hip-hop artist Takeoff was gunned down in Houston. And while HPD is keeping their investigation close to the best, new videos are revealing more about what happened before and after the shooting. ABC 13's Brianna Connor joins us live with the facts we've conser- confirmed so far and what we're still trying to find out. Brianna? <laughs> Houston police haven't released any information about a suspect in this case or even a person of interest, but there is a lot of cell phone video out there from early Tuesday morning at this bowling alley, and it's the best evidence we have to help us understand how and why takeoff died. Video obtained by TMZ shows the heated argument that happened near the front doors of 801 Billiards and Bowling early Tuesday morning. You can see a man dressed in all black holding on to what looks like the handle of a gun. About 10 seconds later, you hear someone hollering about disrespect. Eventually, one group of men walks away, but just seconds later, the man in black seemingly points a gun before chaos breaks loose. This next video shows what happened right after those gunshots went off. A black SUV speeds off from the venue, running a red light in an attempt to get away from a party advertised by Jay Prince Jr., where takeoff was killed. Today, the medical examiner ruled his death a homicide, saying he was shot in the head and torso. We want to find justice for this family. Uh, They're going through a lot right now. And uh, the only thing that we can do is hope that y'all reach out and assist us in any way. The last update from Houston police came out Tuesday afternoon. They have not released any more information about whether witnesses have come forward, the identities of the two people who survived the shooting, or if they've identified a person of interest or suspect. one Billiards and Bowling also has not responded to our requests for comment. In Houston. So, um, take off from the Migos and Quavo were in a bowling alley playing dice. Uh-huh. Something happened. We don't know. We wasn't. We wasn't there, so we can't be no experts on the situation. Uh-uh. So I guess when you come into the city, um, Jay Prince, the guy who started uh, Rap a Lot Records and responsible for the careers of um, Scarface, Willie D, and Bushwick Bill, and all those um, Houston entertainers. Uh-huh. Uh, his son, you know, normally you come into the city, you know, we're going to look out for you. We're going to follow you around. We're going to give you a little bit of security, make sure you're all right. Take you to the highest places, you know, make sure you're good. Show you a good time. Show you a good time, which is commendable, which is which is a good thing to have, you know, what they call it, martyrs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um... At some point, um, hey, can we talk about when you, the the words? What did he say? Disrespect? You're not yep. gonna disrespect me? Why do black men get young black men get mad at that term? Pride, um, wanting street cred, always wanting to have that certain facade of being hard and representing where they came from, and um, 
it's egotistical. It shouldn't happen, but I understand why we hold on to our cultural strength, but it can also be a great negative as we saw right there. And my greatest problem with that is I don't think and I'm not trying to excuse anyone that the person that killed Takeoff, but I don't believe they should have been in that situation. I don't think you should go play dice in a bowling alley. I think it was like around 2 a.m. Right. In a city that, one, you ain't from in the hood. And beyond that, from my understanding, like you said, we're not there, so I don't know. But for if Quavo did start popping off at the mouth, that probably wasn't the best instance. And if he felt disrespected, air quotes, just let it go, man. It doesn't matter. Let it go. You're not from that area. Yeah, let just let it go. You, There's bro. no, who cares? Who you cares? Are, you guys have both made it. You guys are millionaires. Yeah. Y'all wow. actually are living the dream that you wanted to escape from the hood. And I always say, if you get to a certain level of fame and or fortune, why go back? Right. What are you going back for? And, and going back looks like you're either trying to be flashy or even if it has some humble reasonings behind it, there will always be jealousy and envy in the hood from somebody that is angry that you got what they couldn't get. Right. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm stop and interject. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Christopher. Christopher. Oh, man. Chris. I think he might mute his mic and then come back. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm here. Can you hear me oh, now? Yeah, Chris, I'm a, yes. I'm a, I'm a, I want I want to make a point about something. So I kind of know both of y'all, you two guys' journey in life. Okay. I actually grew up with Christopher. Mm-hmm. I, I know um, Rail's history, being in the military, going to school and becoming what he is today. Uh-huh. Christopher, I've watched you come from Podunk, Conway, North Carolina, go to college, work part-time, go to grad school, and become who you are today. Because I know that about you too, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where you came from, do you see yourself going back to where you came from and just trying to pick up the pieces of being part of whatever that shit was. Absolutely not. I spoke long enough, so I'm gonna let Christopher go. <laughs> but that, that that sums it up for me. I'll circle back. All right. Chris? Yeah, I mean, so you know, it is for me, I know the nature of your question. Right. I often return back to the place of my roots it is to visit family it is to say hello it is to see how you guys are doing is everyone I mean, we both have to go back there because we have family because we both yeah we both have family Same. but but my return is not about proving to someone that i know where i come from i don't feel like i have to prove that to you mm. and i don't i also feel like i don't need to stay in a position of where I am just to make you feel good about yourself and, and, and your situation. I don't 
I am proud of my upbringing. I say it all the time. It is the foundation of who I am. But for what I'm trying to achieve and get done, remaining in that location is not conducive to my goals. And yes, go back. Yes, spend time with your family. But, you know, you have to be smart about it. I'm not going to the 2 a.m. parties where we're from (laughs) and hanging out with, you know, the guys that I hang out with that have known me since elementary school. We too old for that. We are. We too old for that. I will come to your mama house. You can come to my mama house. We can go get some food at the local restaurant, the, the hole in the wall that we always went to, uh-huh. and we move on. But I'm not shooting dice two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but you know, I will say this: not knowing the gentleman, right? But yeah. knowing the reputation of Jay Prince, that I'm assuming they thought I'm with him. I'm good. Yeah. Yes. Because throughout the industry, when you're with him, you're good. Yeah. You're good with Jay Prince. Now, for me, I'm pretty much along the lines of Christopher. Um, I love Detroit wholeheartedly, but I wouldn't go back to my old neighborhood besides to, you know, visit my mom, my friends and family that I grew up with. Love them to death, but the neighborhood isn't conducive of me growing and I'm definitely not going back to the hood to hang out, go to clubs and play dice games and whatnot. Because at that point, I'm putting myself at risk. And what's the point of getting as far as I have in life just to throw it all away? And I'm not trying to make light of how takeoff dies. It's just certain situations, you know, when you get involved, that it's a little dicier than others. And I just don't want to put myself in harm's way unnecessarily. Hey, I, you know, I feel sorry for this young man's family. He, he made it. He, he did. Yeah, he, he started from the bottom, you know, and him and his family, because he is the um, nephew of Quavo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Offset is their cousin, so as a family, they made it. They were success stories, but I wonder did they feel like they had to stay in that lifestyle to stay relevant? I mean, I guess that's the you know, uh, let's still hang with you know the people that's making us famous. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep let's it show we're still about that life. Let's keep it real, let's keep yeah. it a hundred. Yeah. But sometimes keeping it a hundred gets you killed. Keeping it real can't go wrong. Keeping it real can't go wrong. Yeah. And at what point do you stop keeping it real? And I mean, and you're just trying to prove something. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know what's sad? How many rappers have we lost in a year? Just in the year. Just in the calendar year. Too many. Yeah. Way too many. One one is one too many, but way too many. Way too many, and you know it is. It is a more a. I think a symptom of not just hip hop, not just rap, of just us in the black community. I think Jarrell, what you said, I think it was you that said it. That you know we see you doing well, and you know you ain't gonna shine 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take yours. I'm yeah. not gonna go out and get mine. I'm gonna take yours. You shouldn't be shining. How dare you come to my hood and try to shine? Absolutely. You know, whereas I might be trying to shine in that, hey, you too can get yours if you're dedicated, if you believe in yourself. And you know what? If you approach me as a man or a woman and say, you know, how did you do it? Can you teach me? I'm I'm down to teach you, but I can I'm back to show you that you can achieve this. You know, I'm I'm one of you. And sometimes just because of what we have going on in our community, unfortunately, we we see this as, well, I don't have time to do all that. I need to quit come up, so I'm just gonna take your orders. Yep. Right. Right. That's, that's the poison. That's what needs to be addressed. Yes. You know, the the anger of a young black man specifically in that you were talking about the disrespect. It's like, man, you know how many times I've been disrespected by people where it's just more prudent to walk away? Yep. You know, we all have. You know, bro, disrespect me. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to go home in my comfy um, house and watch TV. That's it. I'm going home. And go raise my daughter and um, have fun with my wife. You know, go ahead. Be, be, Be the angry black person you are. Yep. And I'm gonna spend the money that you mad at me for having. I'm gonna go on yep. the trips that you hating on me going on. Yep, all that. Watch me live. Is yep. it a societal thing? Is it like uh, because the economy is so bad, black people can't get a job? Or you know what? There are jobs out here. They, I feel like some black people are just too proud to work mm-hmm. in areas. I think it's also. A generational thing, and I've seen it up close that there are a lot of black youths that do not want to work a nine to five. They think it's beneath them. They want to be celebrities. They want to be famous. They want to, you know, not be in the norm. They believe the social media hype. Yeah, I definitely believe that. And I think when you try to grab success, through just instant gratification it doesn't come overnight and when you see someone else has it you start to want what they have and you don't even know what it took for them to get there but you want it so quickly and you just want to snatch it and that's when it gets dangerous hey you can blame black sisters too because uh, some of them are like I don't want no broke nigga yeah. I don't want no nigga yeah. that's working yeah. at McDonald's yeah. this is true you weren't in the gym with me when I was shooting joints. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? It's, yeah, no. I agree with you. There is a, the younger generation. And, you know, we, we were the younger generation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the younger generation, I think now more than us, it is you must be shining. You must be. Oh, you're not you're not an influencer. You ain't on Instagram. You don't have enough followers. You You're not getting money. You wasting your life. You wasting your life. Oh, you have a job. Uh-huh. You know, you someone else is, is signing your paychecks. Oh, well, you you're a sucker. I, I make my own money. You know, you're not I'm, a boss. You're not a boss. Everybody, everybody needs to be a boss. There's a whole bunch of bosses out there. <laughs> Who's yeah. that's the thing. Uh, oh, you don't have your own business. You're not making your own money. Um, nah, that's not the way I choose to handle my success. By going into a business that a hundred thousand motherfuckers are in and struggling and um, 
you know, failing at that business. None of these kids must have watched The Incredibles where they said if everyone's special, then no one is. Because if everyone's a boss, who's working for y'all? Who's working? Right. Nobody. Y'all not even being realistic with these goals because y'all chasing something somebody else put in front of you that you've seen on the screen. Mm -hmm. Everybody cannot be a designer owning a designing company. No. Everybody can't, can't be a rapper. Can't be a rapper. Can't be an actor. Can't be an actor. Can't, can't be, be a, a ball sports athlete. Yep. Can't be a ball player. Yeah. Um, how about going and learn how to lay some bricks and building houses? Or how about um getting a trade, learning how to weld? And, and these are good paying jobs. Yeah, yeah, make more money than me. And you y'all know. shaming it because it's not seen in front of a camera. But you needed to happen. I bought a house. Who who built the house? You didn't. Mm. You know how many people, young people, I've heard say, "I'm not going in the military. Fuck that." So the white man can tell me what to do. Uh, so the white man can boss me around. You are gonna get bossed around by that white dude in jail. Yeah, <laughs> telling you around. to get your ass up and go to chow or sweep this hallway or go pick up trash on the street. Nobody wants to accept the reality that everyone answers to someone. Right. Even a billionaire that owns a company has to answer to a board. So I, I like to say to people, you know, that are, you know, claiming they're influencers and no one tells them what to do. And I run my own company. Okay. So when Instagram and Twitter kick you off of their platform, what are you doing? Where your money? That, that white man has just controlled you. That hey. white man has just told you that, you know, I don't care that you own your company, but I'm telling you how to run your company. And my company allows your company to make money and I can put a stop to that. Ooh. But, you know, so don't don't give me the lip service. About, because, you know. go ahead. If you're uh, an influencer, if you're on YouTube and you're on Instagram, YouTube changes their policies all the time. Of how you make money. Yep. Of how you make money and how... Uh, the hours go. How so, many views you need? To how many views money. you need yep. to collect money? And that's the same as Instagram. That's the same as TikTok. Mm. You are actually working for the company because the company is going to send you a check. That company has to make money himself by advertisements and stuff, and has to pay you. They have to figure out some way how to pay you less money. That's of it. Course. Because yeah, they it. want to keep money for themselves they're not in the business of just giving out money no no they're not so hey sorry to disrespect youtube gentlemen but it's time to go all right all right well we'll take it <laughs> it's been good God, always, we always come up with good podcasts i'm telling you it's always good to talk to you gentlemen yes always so um thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us on the That's Just Crazy Talk podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank my two co-hosts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see y'all. Well, we will not see y'all. We will speak to y'all on the next podcast. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.